0: Yeah! This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, uh, and we welcome you to our first episode of the new year of Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, I want to let all of our regular listeners know that uh, my uh, usual co-host, Matt Clark, who's taken a few months off to uh, work on his doctorate, uh, will be returning uh, next uh, week. Uh, and I also do want to say a hearty thanks to uh, uh, Reverend uh, Tim Shakel, Uh, and Reverend Peter Ill, who filled in while uh, Matt was absent. And we have yet one more special uh, guest to be with us today, Uh, and that is my wife, Lynn Lukomsky. How are you doing, sweetheart?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Yes, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: And why don't you just tell everybody, (laughs) I think most people know you or know about you, but tell them a little bit about your background and uh, but yeah, that just real quick.
1: Okay, well, I am a, a retired commissioned minister, which meant that I could be a teacher or I could be a principal, and I was both. And I retired uh, from principalship about, oh, 2018. So yeah. I've been out of it for a while. And so
0: Lynn and I are now both re- rejoining our retirement, uh, either at Northfield in Minnesota, where we're recording this episode, or are down outside of St. Louis, which brings up one introductory story I'd like to share. Uh, Lynn, you probably haven't heard her recently on KFU because she was temporarily banned uh, from the radio station. Uh, When we first got married, uh, we invited Lynn to be part of uh, one of the shows here uh, on KFU. And the host of that show, uh, Lynn spent most of her time living up in Michigan, in Minnesota, and Wisconsin, up north. And of course, she moved down to be my wife in St. Louis, Missouri area. And the host was foolish enough to ask her what she thought about moving south. And you remember what you
1: said, Lynn? You want me to be banned again? (laughs) Well, that's okay. We've already heard it. I don't
0: think you can be banned twice. Uh, Double, double indemnity you can't be bad twice for the same thing.
1: Okay, well, because I did not like the heat and humidity, I just said, well, um, the farther south you get, it seems that the closer to hell you get.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what we said. And so I'm sure the I'm sure the sensors are listening very carefully to this episode of wrestling with the basics. Uh, one more preliminary thing real quick uh Lynn, I, I'd ask Lynn if she could, because we usually start off with a joke, and it's the New Year. So, And I said, Lynn, could you find us a good good uh, Bible-based joke that would kind of represent the, the style and, and the quality of humor we have at Cavio? And Lynn, I know you worked really hard to find this joke, but I don't think we'll have time for it. Okay. Oh, okay. Is that all right? Sure. Uh, if, if we can get to it at the end of the show, fine. If not, Matt and I will will do it when we record for next week's episode. Because, uh, honestly, we have really too many other good things we need to share with you. Because I asked Lynn, Lynn, what is a Bible passage? Because Lynn is, is the Bible. Uh, she says, you're the theologian, John. But but Lynn is the How many times have you read the Bible, Lynn, do you think, come, cover uh, to cover?
1: Well, uh, reading it physically, maybe th- three times, okay. listening to it on um, a tape, I think maybe twice. All right.
0: So probably five times. Maybe. Which is more than than I, I haven't even done it once. And
1: John and I are going through the Bible. We're presently in the Psalms.
0: So, so I mean, she really knows. so I said, Lynn, can you give us a Bible passage that would be good for people to think of as they move in, Uh, to the new year, 2023. And and what was the Bible passage that you came up with, Lynn?
1: Psalm 23, verse 6, which says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
0: And and so Lynn and I started studying this uh, in in the original languages, and and we found some really, really fascinating things about uh, what it says in the Hebrew uh, of course, that's the first word there, surely. And that That's just such a neat word. Oh,
1: uh, now don't call me surely. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you had to get a joke in, didn't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but it is this, this this great little couple of Hebrew letters that is an a- affirmation that says, whatever's following, this is absolutely true. Pay attention to this, make note of this, because this is how it's going to be. And then, then what are the two things that that are that, that surely is all about? Not, I'm not calling you surely, but surely, what what are the two things that are going to happen?
1: Goodness and mercy.
0: And, and goodness is is the Hebrew word tobe, and, and it just is that it's just, you? You think of anything you really like? What's the what's, what's one of your favorite things in life, well, other than me, of course?
1: Oh, now you're making it hard. <laughs> uh, I like to knit.
0: All right, so so anything you really really like that would be the tobe, that would be the good. I think of that passage in Romans where it says, all things work together for what? Good. For good. Okay. So so that's what it is, goodness. But it's the second term that we had a lot of fun with. Uh, it's mercy here in the uh, King James. It's mercy in the ESV. Sometimes the word is translated uh, uh, kindness. Uh, well, what is the word in the Hebrew then?
1: It's hesed, and I didn't know that except you told me.
0: Okay. But Lynn did a little research and found what I think is just a beautiful definition of this Hebrew word, chesed.
1: So um, chesed implies that there is a relationship going on. So in the Bible, according to chesed.com, it means the consistent, ever faithful, relentless, constantly pursuing, lavish, extravagant, unrestrained, furious love of our Father God.
0: I I love that. Extravagant, furious, furious, what was the other? Relentless. uh, um, So I'll have a definition to share with you. This is from one of my favorite authors, Sarah Rudin, uh, and she says the Hebrew word chesed is one of the most important in Scripture, uh, yet at the same time one of the vaguest. I I don't care much for the modern rendering kindness, preferring the old-fashioned mercy, Uh, wherever it can work, and maybe adding a heightening adjective, as I did here. uh, So she translates it, unfailing mercy. I say, oh, you're too kind to the nice man who lets me have the window seat. If I said, oh, you're too merciful, I would be implying another sort of relationship altogether, uh, the sort that weak, unworthy humankind has with the omnipotent and benevolent Benevolent, rather deity. So, so people. Whenever you see that word "mercy" in, in the Bible, uh, it's well, steadfast love is, is the translation I like, uh, and steadfast from the sense that that we don't really deserve it, uh, but but it's it's there and, and it's not going away. I love that relentlessness of your translation. Any other comments about this? Has said Lynn.
1: Well, I hope that we're going to be talking about constantly pursuing.
0: Well, we are. <laughs> okay. Lynn gets impatient with me. So, so that's the next phrase. So it's, it's surely tobe and has said goodness and this, this steadfast, this furious love. Uh, and I think it's, it reflects the fact of this relentless love that the next phrase is shall follow me. But actually in the Hebrew, it is shall pursue me, pursue me. That's what it literally says in the Hebrew. And you said you had something you wanted to comment on. Yes,
1: that I, I really want to talk about pursuing. Uh, before I met John, I was a single mother. Um, my first husband had basically just shoved me away uh, and didn't want to be with me anymore. So then I spent many years uh, alone. And when John met me on the phone for a couple of months, we talked every day. And then we finally met in person in August of that year of uh, 2020. No, 2019. Well, whatever. And um, it's uh, not 2019, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a little longer than yeah, that. Yeah, a little longer than that.
1: So, anyway.
0: 2002, uh, I think.
1: Yeah. When I finally met this person, um, we took a nice walk down the boardwalk of um, over in St. Joe, Michigan. And he was constantly saying, come here, if I got a little bit farther away, or he just wanted to make sure I was close by. And then what he would do is he would draw me in with a hug and a kiss. Come here, come here. And that's what I think pursuing is like. He was pursuing me. And he still pursues me every day. He tells me that I'm precious, and he tells me that I love. he loves me, and he tells me that I'm beautiful. And um, and of course, that makes me feel good inside. And I think oftentimes he just follows me around and just <laughs> lets me know that he's still there. So I, I think that's how it is with God. He wants to be with us. He wants to draw us in. He wants to, to love us. He wants us to give us a hug and a kiss. And I think the way he gives us a, a hug and a kiss is through his word. His word is what's important to feel that love that God has for us. And um, I think if you're not, if I'm not anyway, if I'm not in church to hear that word or if I'm not looking at my Bible to see that word, then I'm not getting my hugs from God. Anything you want to say to that?
0: No, I I think that's that's the great thing about this. I mean, follow is, is an all right word, but but the, the sense there really is that God is coming after us. Again, Sarah Rudin said that actually it has a sense of dogging, and she makes this comment. Uh, he could not escape God's care even if he wanted to, uh, and that's kind of wrapped up in the word there, follow or pursue, that God's coming after us, and there's no getting away from him uh, because he does love us, and he will do that. All the days, all the days we have here uh, in this life. Now, because Lynn knows a lot of Bible passages, she said, you know what, John, I think there's a lot of other scriptures that could be really helpful to people as the end of the new year. And um, Lynn and I had an industry trip. You, you want to take it from there, Lynn? You want to tell them about what, what we did? Uh, and let me just lay the groundwork for you. Lynn loves the Bible so much that she has a day-to-day Bible calendar. Every day it's got a different Bible passage. Which, what do you do with that passage? I think this is neat too. You don't just keep the passage to yourself, but what do you do with that daily passage,
1: Lynn? I share it with people. That, <laughs> that is what you do. Yeah. I, actually, <laughs> it actually.
0: Like it's a question. Maybe you don't. But well, you, yeah.
1: I have a, a paper one that I keep for myself, oh, okay. and, and I have an electronic one that I send to nine groups of people. Okay. And I do that in the morning so that they can have that word every day, too.
0: And and so the paper one, by the way, is always a gift for me. Uh, of course, I wait till after Christmas so we can get the 50 percent off discount.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: OK. Um, but what, tell them about this trip we took and, and how every day that there was a word of God that seemed to fit uh, what we were experiencing.
1: All right. Well, we had this marvelous opportunity um, presented to us by a friend. Of the family. And he just said, Would you like to go to Antarctica with us?
0: Right. Like that happens every day.
1: <laughs> and I thought, Oh, right. Yeah. And, but John goes, Well, why not? It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. But see, before this, I had said to my daughter, Becca, Oh, Becca, are you sure you want to go? And she said, oh, yes. And I said, well, then don't die. She <laughs> says, okay, mom. <laughs> That's how moms are. They, we worry about our kids even when we don't have to. So, uh, so anyway,
0: we, we end up making this trip to, to uh, Antarctica. Uh, and you begin uh, in Buenos Aires. And then you take a trip down to Ushuaia. Uh, and Ushuaia is, is what? what? What are they known for?
1: They are the end of the earth.
0: That's what they publish. That's their catchphrase. They are the end of the earth. They are the southernmost city anywhere in the world. And, and so, Lynn, what, what was the Bible passage that started our trip?
1: Bible passage that started our trip was this. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river onto the ends of the earth. And believe me, we were at the end of the earth, weren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't can't get much more distance, and the seas there. I, I'd forgotten about the 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 from sea to sea because we were passing through the Drake Passage, which is where the Atlantic and and the Pacific both and, come together,
1: and the South Sea, and, also.
0: And yeah, so they say it's the most treacherous part of anywhere on the globe in terms of crossing the ocean. But we had that comfort that no matter what happened. Uh, the Lord was going to be with us. Um, so then, then one of the things we did uh, uh, as we got off on a zodiac, uh, and for those who don't know what a zodiac, it's like an inflatable boat, big uh, balloon kind of thing. And uh, uh, so, what was the passage there? That wait,
1: first of all, the, the okay. zodiac was a little bit stronger than a raft.
0: Yeah, well, it better be because you're in the South Sea. Yeah,
1: and we were uh, sitting on the the edge. So, so,
0: but what was the passage that that was of comfort to us as we went out on the Zodiac? No, well, I don't think it's that one. <laughs> but the, the one about coming in and going out, when
1: We're, we're looking through our pages of calendar here. Okay. There mm-hmm. it is. We found it. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Deuteronomy twenty eight six. And that was uh,
0: something we remembered because, yeah, Lynn and I are not not boaters. Uh, Lynn swims. I don't swim. Uh, so sort to of be getting out in the Arctic Ocean and, and man, we were all dressed up, weren't we? We had three or four layers of clothes and big heavy mittens and hats covering our ears and Uh, So it was kind of scary for me, at least. Was it scary for you to get out on that? uh,
1: I was more nervous for you. Um, We had uh, these very heavy life jackets on. They're just big black tubes that inflate when you hit the water. But I was more nervous about John falling in than I was about me falling in because I just didn't think he would know what to do.
0: I would not (laughs) know. So thank heavens I didn't fall out of the water. And so it was comforting to know that whether we come in and come out, we're going to be blessed. Although here's where the thing kind of takes a a sad turn. What, What happened while we were out on that Zodiac trip? Now, it didn't happen to us, but what happened?
1: So while we were sitting in the Zodiac, our leader got a message and she got very quiet and she said, we have to go now. And we pulled in all of our scientific experiments that we were doing.
0: Well, that's right, because we were citizen scientists, people. We weren't doing this for fun. No, we were part of scientific uh, research being done there in the Antarctic Ocean. Thanks for pointing
1: that out. So um, we sped back. The people in the front of the boat got very wet. We got in, and then we found out that one of the zodiacs had buckled or exploded. One person had fallen into the South Sea, and um, two people had been, um, well, they were, pushed up into the air from the explosion and came back down hard on the Zodiac. The person who landed in the, the ocean uh, wasn't rescued right away. But the pers- one of the people who fell back down into the Zodiac ended up being injured. It turned out to be a compound fracture of a leg. So uh, we had um, a different kind of trip from that point on because um, the captain was trying to find medical assistance from the military. They said, no, this isn't going to work. You get out here. We go back. It's going to take a lot of time. And then they were trying to get a helicopter out to her for for an airlift. And um, they said, oh, no, it's too choppy. We can't. It's too dangerous for us. So the captain said to us, okay, we are going to go back to Ushuaia uh, through the Drake's Passage. So, um,
0: And and, and then as if, I think we'll use that one, then as if that was not enough. uh, While we're going through the Drake's Passage, uh, the boat was hit by what they call a rogue wave. And and Lynn, again, you want to tell what the consequence of that was?
1: Well, the rogue wave caused about nine windows to be broken, mostly on the second deck. We were in the third deck. Um, And because the rogue wave uh, hit the ship we all experienced a very loud boom, which felt like two big things hitting. Some people were uh, going, oh, was that an iceberg? And
0: and this is about what time, Lynn?
1: 10.20 at night. No,
0: 10.40. Okay. And so Lynn and I are actually in bed getting ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden the uh, announcement comes. and, And the thing that scared me is they were saying, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. Uh, because earlier <laughs> earlier there, there had been well we we thought it was a drill and so we grabbed our <laughs> our stuff and we ran down to our, our spot where we were supposed to meet in case there was a an emergency and 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 nobody was there except for Lynn and me. Because <laughs> we found out that apparently they, they don't do drills anymore on cruise ships. They used to before COVID. So uh, but anyway, no, this, this was not a drill, this was not a drill. Uh, and 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 the sad consequence was, Lynn. What what was the result of this? And you don't need to go into the details, but but what?
1: well, but the consequence was four people were injured, and in one there was one fatality. A lady had died.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and now here's here's the thing, though. The Bible passage, the Bible passage that we had on that day was what, Lynn?
1: He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions, Daniel 6.27.
0: And, and of course, uh, and I'm going to throw a, cur- a curveball at you, Lynn. You weren't expecting this, but but that's okay. The Spirit will give you the words. Um, this passage, this of course, applied to us. We, we were rescued, uh, as Lynn had alluded. We were actually on the other end and the other side, even, of the boat. For us, it was a loud noise, and that was the end of it. But but what about that? What about the fact that uh, for several people, no, no they, they were injured. And of course, we really feel uh, sorry for the family of the, the woman that uh, here she's on vacation and, 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 and she passes away. So how does that work, uh, Lynn? We have these promises that Tob, uh, goodness and mercy will follow me. And yet, yeah, there is injury and there is death.
1: Well, the thing is, you have to go back to the Bible and the verse that says that God will work all things out for good, and He does. You know, um, I'm not quite sure why there was a series of unfortunate events, like Lemony Stickets' book series. You know, why it was that this one injury caused us to be in Drake's passage at the time that the rogue wave would come, at the time then that this woman would die. But I do know that. God works it out for good. There's go- the, um, people maybe start thinking about their own faith, about their own mortality, and that's a good thing because at that point, when you're thinking about your own mortality, you think about what's happening in eternity.
0: And, and, and you know, the thing as, as Christians, uh, you know, we, we do, we, we share these passages about God being with us and, and all of that. But but I think we all have to acknowledge that we are sinful people. Well, that's what Hasid is all about about a love for people that don't deserve it, and we live in a sinful world. And the devil certainly is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so yeah, so we're constantly experiencing all of this evil and all of this trial. But but if what Christianity teaches is true, what Jesus teaches. That no matter what you lose on this earth, you get it back a hundred times in the life hereafter. Then, then death is not a bad thing. Remember what your dad always said about it being a win-win situation,
1: Lynn. Yeah, he said if if I go into this operation and I live, I win. But if I die, I win.
0: Yeah. So, so, so knowing the blessings that God has for us in the heavens then yeah, death is a sad thing. I'm not saying it is. It's always tragic. We, we still mourn. This is a hard holiday with the loss of Lynn's dad, Jerry. But but again, you have those promises and those blessings. And we go back now to the ending of that verse six. Surely goodness, Tob, and hased shall pursue me all the days of my life. And then how does that passage end?
1: And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
0: And the thing that Lynn and I found out is the word dwell there, Uh, Actually, that word means to return, to return uh, to the house of the Lord forever. So I think we all need to remember that we're not where we belong right now. Well, we are, because I'm next to my wife Lynn, and I can't think of a better place to be right here, right now, at the beginning of 2023 than to be by her side. But as far as the uh, forever is concerned, uh, no, that this isn't where we belong Forever, This is a place will be uh, for the days of my life, he says, uh, and it's interesting in the Hebrew, what he literally says at the end, I will return to the house of the Lord forever for the length of days. Uh, I think reflecting on the fact that our troubles and trials here are always short and limited, uh, but the length of days we'll have in the house of the Lord, no, no, those things forever, I think is not a bad translation there. Um, so everyone, let, please remember that we don't know what's going to happen this new year. We do know that uh, goodness and mercy are going to be pursuing us all the way, and we do know, no matter what happens, someday we're going to be returning to the house of the Lord. Lynn, you got like twenty seconds. Got anything you want to wrap this up with?
1: Yeah, just remembering that David only had the mercy seat in the temple. The Jews had the temple, and we have Jesus Christ, who called Himself the temple. He, he is our house, and He constantly pursues us with His great love and mercy.
0: And I, th- I think what you said earlier, too, that Word of God. See, that's Jesus here right with us now. Uh, and that Word of God uh, is going to be with us day in and day out. And the Word of God is what this show is all about. This has been
1: Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.